as one who has been entrusted with the onerous responsibilities of guiding our young republic through these difficult times, I must confess that it is always a source of deep pleasure and encouragement to me to receive assurances of the support of the people and their continuing determination to persevere until complete victory is achieved. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome to yet another episode of the Biafra Fire podcast. I can be contacted on plus 614-690-59521. That's plus 614-690-59521. I can also be contacted at juxtix at hotmail.com. So or you have the option of either contacting me through email, through phone call and test, or through WhatsApp because I'm on WhatsApp with that number. And look... If you are listening to this podcast for the first time and you are not uh, familiar with the issues that I seek to address or the purpose of this podcast, now I'll make it simple. There is a place in Africa created by the British. That place is called Nigeria. Now, that very place is one of the worst places on earth. The amount of death... Bullying, extortion, crime, prostitution, incompetence, corruption that happens in that country on a day. It's a scale or it happens on a scale never before known to mankind. Now, Nigeria is a problem. Nigeria is a big ass problem. Now, the issue here is how is this problem going to be solved? In, when you go to Nigeria and talk to a lot of people on the record or off the record, you meet a, you meet two classes of people: the people that are on board with the Nigerian failed experiment, and the people that have come to the realization that this is not working out, that that things need to change. And whoever is saying that Nigeria is working, whoever is on board with that experiment, is benefiting from the corruption and the looting going on. Listen, Nigeria has just taking the first spot on the world poverty list. It's now the place on earth with the most people living in extreme poverty. I know that the United Nations describes poverty as living under less than $1. Now, I wouldn't know what extreme poverty actually means, but I can hazard a guess. I think it means living on less than 20 cents. Now, there are millions and millions and multitudes of people living on less than 20 cents a day. The problem is so large and it exists on such grand and massive scale that a section of the Nigerian Federation, the Biafrans, have looked at the issues, looked at the differences that exist between the people, looked at the history, and we've come to the conclusion that this is never going to work. It's not a decision made out of spite. Even though there's the issue of 3 million of our people slaughtered, it's not a decision made out of desperation. It's a, it's a decision made out of a clear-eyed appreciation of the fact, the truth, that Nigeria is never going to work for the ordinary man, except it's restructured fundamentally, and all the tribes go their way. So that's, that's the background 
to this issue that we are having and this is what this podcast seeks to talk about and then again of course i can go on monologues there's so much to talk about nigeria every single day you turn on the news there's so much killing looting bribery corruption government incompetence going on in the society but where where do you start and where do you end but then again you i i wonder where is the country headed is anarchy the next stop because things have gotten so bad things have gotten so terrible that i don't know if it is possible for a few human beings for the human nature to withstand any more of that poverty without actually striking out so like people have been pushed against the walls they can't put food on put food on the table for their children they can't do anything like they are just bored sick broke tired and not moving at all up the economic ladder and the question is how long can people keep living that way how long can people keep existing and living a life of misery government ineptitude and 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 living in a country marked by death and destruction uh your guess is as good as mine look i'll move on to the news coming out of biafra uh the first news i have here is that some headsmen have been caught along the abuja road dressed like pastors in a van with guns bullets and bombs in a coffin now this is an issue in in senior clients in any other part of the world this bit of news will raise a lot of dust people will say what is going on but in nigeria people are just used to the death and destruction the Nigeria have lost the plot entirely and these things happen and they're not even reported pastors People claiming to be pastors moving around with guns, bullets, and bombs, bombs and hiding them in a coffin. What a shame. What a shame. What a disgrace. Uh, Nigeria is out of the World Cup like I predicted. Of course, this comes as no surprise. I know it was a waste of time. My position was that it's it's pointless to partake in that World Cup. You have to put your house in order. You have to bring people out of extreme poverty before you have... Or you, before you deserve a chance at the table to be with other 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 nations to compete in sports. Sports is not our problem. Sports, I will go out on a limb and say this: sports is not the is not the solution. People sometimes peddle sports as an avenue of bringing people together. Rubbish. Nigeria has a problem that is deep and a problem that has persisted over decades. The World Cup is not going to solve it. It can solve it for maybe a week and people go, oh, we support Nigeria and all the rest of it. But then when the Mundial ends, when Nigeria is knocked out of competition, just like they've already been knocked out, the problem persists. And we have to fix it. That is why we need Biafra. That is why we need the, com- the, the, the Commonwealth of Nations. That's why we need international society to help us in realizing this country that we want to build up to be a model for the rest of the world. Um, in other news, according to Buhari, and I'm putting him here, there is nothing I can do to help the situation in in Benue State except to pray to God to help us out of the security challenges. That's according to Buhari on Tuesday, 26th day of, of uh, June 2018. He said this while visiting Plato State. He said there's nothing he can do. He ha- He's just praying to God to help. How can a president open up his mouth and say that he's powerless to address the security challenges of his people, that he's praying to God? 
How is God supposed to come down and prevent the fallen headsmen from slaughtering people? God has already blessed us. God has already blessed humanity with, with the gift of independence, thought, and logic. That's all he needed to do and he's done it. And expecting God to come down and do something that he has already enabled you to do as a human being, to use your thinking faculty to do, well, it just shows how this president thinks. Like, this president is nothing but a shame and a disgrace to Nigeria and the world. And to humanity, if I'm being honest, to humanity. Uh, former Governor Ojo Zokalo has urged Obasanjo to stop arguing for the coalition movement, saying that Buhari is a godsend to mankind. Now, this expression that Buhari is a godsend to mankind normal human beings, normal people living in Nigeria who actually live and who actually live and breathe the hardness, the the, the pain, the, the, the indignity of not being able to feed your kids, to pay for their school fees, they will never actually open up their mouth and say that Buhari is a godsend to mankind. Since Buhari took power, the whole of Nigeria has been converted into a symmetry. There's, the deaths have become so common that people act, hardly bat an eyelid. For someone like former Governor Joseph Okalu to say that Buhari is a government, to not to Nigeria, to mankind, obviously he's been drinking something and uh, it's, it's a shame. It's a big, big shame. Uh, the news coming out of the news coming out of Africa, Nigeria has overtaken India as a country with the highest number of people living in extreme poverty. Uh, the National Convention of the APC has descended into chaos. Participants we are video recorded hitting each other with brooms. The symbolism of the broom is very uh, it's powerful here if it's respected. If you can recall, the AMC the APC symbol is the broom, and the, the connotation there is that with that broom, the new APC government will sweep in the corruption and the ineptitude and the uh, just the general decay in the society, but the opposite has been the case. Buharis has come in with that broom, he swept in more corruption, more death, more indignity, more pain, more misery, and that is the situation in Nigeria today. Well, uh, a deadly fire has ripped through a market in Nairobi, and a lot of people have lost their lives. And there has been general despair as Senegal crashed out of the World Cup. They carried the hopes of a whole continent as the only African team left in the tournament at one stage. So the whole of Africa, according to this news article, is in pain and uh, mourning because Senegal has been knocked out of the World Cup. And, uh, well, look, let's face our problems. Winning the World Cup is not the problem of Africa. We, I do not care about the World Cup. I want to see high-rises in African cities. I want to see bustling cities. I want to see African nations with a welfare system in place. I want to see less death. I want to see accountability. I want to see people living and having fun and being active, people progressing, people moving up the economic ladder. This issue about Senegal... Okay, best case scenario, Africa, uh, Senegal wins the World Cup. So, 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 yes. Uh, and what? Uh, yes, tell me. And what happens? Does it change the fact that Africa is the black continent? Does it change the fact that Africa is the dark continent, rather? Does it make people suddenly 
to have jobs. It doesn't. It doesn't. So this issue, this distraction, there's a culture of distraction in Africa. And it does my head in. We don't, it, I do not give a hoot whether Nigeria or Senegal or Egypt or Tunisia wins the World Cup. They shouldn't be there in the first place. They have to get their houses in order. So I am not sad that Senegal has been knocked out. I am not in pain that they did not progress. I'm actually happy they should go back to Senegal and fix whatever problem they have and stop trying to show the world that, yes, we are the best. You are not the best in soccer. You are not the best in... Your economy is, is, is in the gutters. You are not the best in anything. Go and get your house in order. Uh, in, the Nigerian, in the Nigerian nonsense focus, I'm just going to talk a bit about the intimidation of political process, of political opponents, and the uh, diminution of the whole democratic experiment in Nigeria, and just a general disregard for the entire sanctity of the political process. Now, the issue is, what Buhari does is whoever confronts him with superior arguments, whoever second-guesses his decisions and policies, he picks them up with the DSS, which is like a directorate of state security. So, the Secret Service in Nigeria is actually an extension of the executive arm of government. So, he's arresting Abariba and co. Senators, House of Rep members, activists who disagree with his position on things. And that is why Nigeria is a zoo. And that is why Biafra must be realized. That is why Biafra is the hope of the black man that is why biafra will stand out now the quote for today is this some birds are not meant to be caged that's all their feathers are too bright their songs too sweet and wild so you let them go or when you open the cage to feed them they somehow fly past you and the path of you that knows it was wrong to imprison them in the first place rejoices but still the place where you live is that much more drab and empty for their departure that's stephen king Rita Haysworth and Shawshank Redemption. It's a story. Now, it's a very beautiful quote, even though I read that very fast. But what it's saying in all is that some people, some ideas are not meant to be caged. You can delay them, just like the Biafra movement. You can delay it, but eventually it's going to spring forth. It is going to blossom and the world are going to know about it. I'll see you next time. Thank you.